Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. I am one-fourth of your co-host, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Janae, Alexis, and Nicole, we'd like to welcome you back to our show. Oh, it feels good to have that intro again, doesn't it? It should if it doesn't. Well, this week we are going to be bringing you the NXT releases. Not necessarily giving you the names because I feel like that has been done over and over again. But we are going to be giving you some information about said releases. We're going to tell you why they happened and get into the nitty gritty of the trickle down effect of the revamping of NXT. Because that is exactly what is happening. They are restructuring, revamping and overhauling the entire show and the entire brand. Possibly taking it back to its olden days. But we won't know until the chips have fallen where they may and everything settles. So just to give you guys some peace of mind as to why some of your favorite stars may have been released, we're going to dive right into that right now. Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gentlemen. This episode is a special episode. As always, I have the three other leading ladies of our show janae alexis and nicole we're all back together so that we can get this podcast up for you we know we haven't been up for a while but we're trying to get back into the swing of things and this uh, this topic is important so say hi ladies hello hello that was that was enthusiastic janae appreciate it appreciate the the beefiness of the love anyway um, we're going to talk about NXT, okay? So we know that the NXT just cut about 13 superstars and um, these cuts were very, very deep, you know, from Jake Atlas to um, Mercedes Martinez to even Bronson Reed was cut and uh, it was a little bit painful to see them cut, you know? So we wanted to... We were having a little bit of a understanding what was happening here. So we decided to start looking a little bit deeper just to get a better understanding of what's going on in NXT. Now, thanks to Janae. Janae, make sure we get all of the information, all the tea. We did learn about the cuts through there. And then we learned about some more information about NXT revamping and rebranding itself and bringing back some of the older aspects, but brightening up the place and a whole overhaul of NXT is happening. It's currently in the works and these cuts were a part of this overhaul. Now, there was a tweet that um, a Twitter user tweeted, of course, on, um, let me see if I can find it. I had it pulled up. Okay, so on the 7th of August, um, the Twitter user's name is at 5 dudes 4 tray 7 and he said, the moment Dusty Rose died, NXT diverted from its original mission of getting wrestlers prepared for the main roster to becoming Triple H's private PWG and tool for smart cred. Saying it was a third brand was a fatal error because he didn't want to give up folks to Vince. Now, he has other tweets, but I encourage you to go and look at them because they are very much on par with what we're going to talk about here. 
when it comes to NXT and where they are now and where they're supposed to be, Danae's our numbers girl, and she made it very clear to me and all of us that their numbers have been down. They're down from their normal of 600,000 to 700,000. Sometimes they hit 800 or 900, depending on the day or what they're um, displaying, but they're down. Their numbers are down. And you have to start asking questions when the ratings are not where they are supposed to be when you're talking about steady ratings. Then you're looking at the quality of the show and the quality of the show isn't where it used to be either. So questions are being raised. And of course, the higher-ups are looking down at NXT and trying to figure out why there isn't better talent coming to the main roster. And all of that ties into what is going on with NXT now. So who wants to go first? Um, I can go first. Um, I've been watching NXT for a really long time since. I want to say since Big E was champion. And there's a vast difference between the product during then and now. Some of it good, some of it bad. And once I saw that tweet and I really thought about it, and it has lost what was not only special about it, but what the primary objective for NXT was supposed to be. It was supposed to find people and create stars for the next generation. And for that time when Dusty was there, it did that because that's what FCW and which involved, which um, eventually morphed into NXT did. And they did that good for a little bit. And then it started to shift until all they're doing is just plucking individuals from the indies and bringing them over there just to be like, oh, like, crap, we got this person signed. Or we got this person signed. A lot of times it wasn't necessarily something that should or needed to happen and then it starts and then the AEW comes up and then the tv deal comes in and then it's just so much going on that it doesn't need to be and it has lost what it's supposed to do because and i remember i've talked about it plenty of times on here they need to teach a class about how to how to be able to navigate and how to transition from being into NXT into the main roster. Because I feel like they're just letting them do whatever in NXT and then they go up and then they flounder and they fail and then they get released. So it's like, and in a hindsight, they are correct to do a cleaning of a house because NXT has not been successful in its primary target and what it's supposed to be operating as. The last homegrown NXT champion on the men's side was Bo Dallas. Holy shit, you're right. 
he is the last truly homegrown, home brought up NXT men's champion. That was how many years ago? I don't feel like counting. And I've had a rough day, so I'm not doing it. Well, that's a lot of years ago. This is pre, this is pre a lot of people. Mind you, for, um, Finn Balor being NXT champion, especially for as long as he is, that was necessary for the development of the product. So I will, that's like the one of the ones that I will let slide. And Kevin Owens was the was what NXT is supposed to do. He came in, was like, wrecked everyone's shit, was like, I am who I am. I'm a star. I'm going to take what I want and get what I want. And he became NXT champion, took his ass to Raw, pinned John Cena, because this is when John Cena was still basically unpinnable left once Finn Balor was um, injured. He literally came up, became the second universal champion. And then right after that became U.S. champion. Kevin Owens' trajectory from NXT to the main roster is what it's supposed to be. And that, he was only in NXT maybe six, eight months tops. And that's pushing it. And then you have all these people who are there for so long and it's stagnating the product because all you're doing is giving them more and more shit to do when they should just go up because you're not because you're basically diminishing the whole primary objective of what NXT is you're just having a wrestling show for people who you're just having a wrestling show for yourself that's basically what they're doing and they're doing side projects and doing things instead for themselves and I'm talking about themselves I'm including Triple H and I'm including Bro Dog and I'm including Shawn Michaels because this is all their fault all three of their faults instead of preparing people and getting them sorted so they could come up and be stars and people complain oh, how NXT, how WWE doesn't have young stars. And that is primarily their fault in NXT. Nothing to do with talent, but the people who are behind their scenes, that is their fault. If they did what they were supposed to do, streamline people within the company and streamline them within the filter like they were supposed to like Dusty's original prop um, plan they wouldn't have these issues but instead they're just signing and signing and signing and signing all these people for what for a two-hour show and then especially during this last time like I was really concerned I'm like this is a lot of people and they're not even doing house shows yet they're still not even doing house shows yet so, so it's like you have all these people um, taking up, uh, rank, raking up the water bill, the electricity bill, all <laughs> sorts of bills up at the PC for what? Just to sit in there? And again, like, I don't agree with a couple of the people they let go, but honestly, like, a lot of them people do need to be let go because it's like, what the fuck are you really doing with them? Or what are you going to do with them? Instead of just signing them because you want to sign them or you want to book a dream match. 
Like, and I know like a lot of people don't want to say or don't want to hear, but it's true. Is NXT has failed. Do I like NXT? Yes, I do. Oh, they got, oh, what's her name wrestling? Mm-hmm. Why her gear look like this? Anyways, um, <laughs> I wish her hair would go red again. Um, anyways, but the it's just, it's failing. And it's not failing in the sense that it's quite visible. It's failing at making, basically creating new stars for the company so they can stop relying on the Goldbergs and the John Cena's and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And people complain about that. I said, well, go talk to your Uncle Hunter and tell him to stop booking dream matches and to actually make fucking stars. I really do think they really had raised, they really had a lot of red flags once they gave Bianca the belt and they started seeing like all the stuff she's been doing and how she has been like successful and I even not just like inside the ring, but out in general and just being how it presented herself. And I'm probably, and he was, and they're probably sitting here like, why the fuck was she not NXT Women's Champion? and probably a few other things or that's the same thing and honestly that might that was probably a thing they thought with Damian Priest they're like damn why wasn't he NXT champion huh and I think they kept and like when they would have people or the same thing with um not necessarily with the street profits but Damian Priest I I missed Damian Priest I was making this point in the text Damian Priest the Street Profits and Bianca are the only star-ready people to come out of NXT in the past couple of years that are successful-ish. Damian Priest is still early, so like that's still some time, but if you want to get real technical. No, I agree. And if I was me and I was Vince and I was Nick Khan and I was so-and-so, I'd be sitting there and be like, hold up. What is going on down here? And they had every right to really be like, no, seriously, like what is going down here? And you have people like um, Johnny Gargano and like what's his name champa who have been there way too fucking long and it's their fault honestly it's the crowd's fault it's a lot of people and no i'm i really do mean that i think they got in i think and i'm not i'm not talking about like the crowd that people just walked out. i'm talking about like the people that go to full sale i think that's also their fault because they cater too much to them like when they had the match it was msk versus Tiffany Thatcher and mm-hmm. Champa, why are you booing MSK? Mm. Because they have such a fucking hard on for Champa to do what? He his his neck is also made out of fucking glass. Like you know, I hate to say it, but it's like, what are y'all doing? You're not creating stars. You are not creating a foundation for something to build upon. So yes, NXT as a whole essentially has has failed. And I hate to say it, they had every right to just be like, you know what, we got to change some shit because it's not working. Because it's not. Even with no competition, their ratings are still dropping. Mm -hmm. 
And it's to the point where it's like, I just don't like Road Dog anyway, so I don't want him to go. Like you have Shawn Michaels, like I would have, if I was Vince or whoever, Nick or something, I would have tore into Shawn Michaels' asses. You was over here so worried about fucking Patrick. Yeah. And y'all didn't do nothing with Bianca? Hmm. Or y'all didn't do nothing with so-and-so and so-and-so? And you re- and that's and when he said that, and then someone else had a tweet. I really wish I remember what they said. They said if Bret Hart was down there, no, we wouldn't be having these problems. I saw that tweet, and a lot of people were saying the same thing. Not to not to interrupt you, Nicole, or step on your conversation, but I saw a lot of people saying that where it just seemed like they had those little pet projects going on. Especially Patrick. I'm not calling him by his ring name because. Prince is spinning in his grave no matter what but like that was what they were focusing on and now it's just they 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 didn't do anything they just focused on one person and look what happened he didn't he's he's done like it's not even just focusing on one person focusing on one person and not do and not getting them ready to be a bigger star you're just focusing them for them to just stay down there. And the longer they stay down there, the longer they flourish, the longer they're not ready. And it's not that and it's not the talent's fault. It's their fucking fault. Now I'm mad. Because I'm really <laughs> thinking about it. Keep going. They have failed so many people that they have wasted so many people's time, energy, livelihoods, just so they can fucking sign them and put them in that dumb fucking t-shirt to take that dumbass photo and to say that they have them there. And it's to the point where it's like, stop signing people. Like, why are you signing these people? Especially when, like, and I keep going back to it. This last signing, what did they have? What was it? Like, maybe, was it like 10 people they signed? More than that, I think. More than that. It was like 10, it was at least 12 people. Why? That was a lot. And then they let go because of budget cuts and you have triple, you think, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know. Do you not know your budgets? Do you not know P&Ls? Do you not know any cost hmm. of what it takes to keep the PC running, to do day-to-day, to do day-to-day operations at Capital and so on and so on. I was like, why don't you know these things? Why aren't you taking these things? Because I know he doesn't know these things. I know he's not taking these any of these accounts because he's just signing people every two fucking minutes to do so. It's a business and you you are unsuccessfully running a recruiting, the recruiting portion of your business. So you are doing, and that's what I'm saying, like that is more harmful than almost anything. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> well, who's up next, Janae, Alexis? Uh, uh, um, so 
I I didn't watch NXT from the beginning. I knew about NXT, and at the time, it was like this is where they don't. The way that people explained it to me um, was that WWE signed you, and if you didn't get over or not, I hate saying that, but if you didn't prosper well in NXT, they knew you weren't going to be good on the main roster, and they let you go. Um, okay, cool. And you go back and you watch the old episodes because that's what I started to do. And a lot of these people, like everyone talks about what Charlotte did, what Bailey did, what um, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, Charlotte, you know, th- those women, what they did, uh, Asuka, uh, you know, the, the, those women, they weren't in NXT for very long. I think like the most they were in for maybe was like two years. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm right with my math, I, I don't, I don't really do that. I know Bailey was the last one to be called up, but yes. she, was, she was doing, she was NXT champ. She was doing stuff at the time. So, you know, whatever. Um, but no, but I was there for two years. Like the time frame that she was there, she dropped, she didn't even drop the title. She ended up vacating it. And then after she healed from her injury, she went up. So her max time was two years. You were right. So, I mean, everyone talks about Charlotte, but it's like, okay, Charlotte didn't stay there very long. Becky didn't stay there long. Sasha didn't. They put on all these, and I know everyone's like, why are you using the four horsemen? I'm using them as examples. I don't, you know, okay. They, their impact was that big that everyone thinks they stayed in NXT for long, but like the top was two years. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. And I, Becky was there maybe a year and some change. Right. Again, I don't know how to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'll, no I'll find it because okay. I was someone else was talking about that and they were making that point too so I think that's a great point so you know a lot of the, that's how someone explained to me and then when I started talking to you guys when I met Tiff and Nicole Nicole was really big because she's like she found out that I was a huge Samoa Joe fan and she's like oh you need to watch NXT because your boy's on NXT right now and I was like oh cool okay and you know Joe like Joe had done that before and I'm like okay he's gonna like I'm like they're just testing him to see how he's gonna do with the WWE crowd and then he's going to the main roster and sure enough that's what happened that's what you're that's what NXT is supposed to be and a lot what Nicole said I agree with there is no reason why they're they're doing this and it's like you imagine just out of nowhere on Raw, even before all that stuff happened with with uh, Survivor Series and stuff, you hear freaking rest their soul, Undisputed Era's theme music hit. That crowd would have gone absolute ape shit if Undisputed Era showed up on, on Raw or SmackDown. Because like, I'm watching this right now. Adam Cole deserves to be on that main roster. He's done everything he possibly can do in NXT. Adam Cole needs a belt. Give him a Yeah, wrong. I'm serious. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, serious. Now they have the women's title and the women's tag belt in NXT. Okay, cool. It it gets to the point where now I'm watching NXT a little bit more and you know more and more. And it's like if you've done everything in NXT, there's no reason for you. if you've done everything in NXT. If you've gotten over like crazy and people are like, okay, when are they coming up? That's their sign, like they're ready to go. But then 
here comes these. Look, I got a lot of respect for Tommaso Ciampa, but dude, you said you're ready to retire soon. How 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 quick is soon here, dude? Because like, I'm with Nicole. When I heard them booing MSK, I'm like, why the fuck are you guys booing MSK? These guys are great. And you know what the sad thing is? I personally have not seen them on NXT as much as I like them to be. Here's another good example. So it doesn't sound like I'm stealing everything from Nicole. <laughs> In the phone. Oh, you say whatever you want for me. No, I told you if we ever make money, I'll give you half my stuff because you make no. some good. But here's the thing. Here's a very prime example of how NXT has failed. Carrying Cross. Mm. No respect, no disrespect to Karrion Cross. He scares the shit out of me. Damn. Okay. He has showed up for the past three weeks on Monday Night Raw. Three, has it been three weeks? Mm-hmm. Okay, three weeks. So I did Almost get some math. Four. So he's been showing up on Monday Night Raw for some reason for a month. And the crowd is not into it. The crowd is not in the main, like raw crowd. Crickets. Absolute <laughs> dead ass silence. You turn on NXT, people are losing their goddamn mind because him and Joe are just going to kill each other at one point. We know that's going to happen. But you put it on, you put them on raw, no one gives a shit. Keith Lee got a bigger reaction coming back than Karrion Cross. Well, at one point was the hottest like free agent in pro wrestling after Impact severely fucked up with him. Like everyone was so excited when he got signed to NXT, and then they've uh, they put him on the main roster, and there's nothing they do nothing. He beat Keith Lee, which people are still pissed about. And then the only major feud he's had is with Jeff Hardy. And it's like, okay, I love Jeff. Jeff, if you're listening, I love you with all my little alternative emo heart. Jeff Hardy ain't doing shit right now. He's helping guys get over. That's why he's not going for a title. That's why he's not going to make a storyline. That's why he ain't doing shit. He's just happy to be there at this point. When you got your NXT guy, your main guy, who people have been clamoring about to people who don't watch NXT. He shows up on Raw, and instead of the reaction of, oh my God, it's Karrion Cross blowing up on my fucking Twitter feed, people are going, who the fuck is this guy? Who's Karrion Cross, and why should I care? And I see that, and I'm like, a part of me should get mad because it's Killer Cross, Karrion Cross, Mr. Cross, whatever you fucking call him now. And, pe- and people just don't care about him anymore. And I'm just, I don't get it. And now you got fucking Santa Claus sitting up here with his glass ass neck. And I, I thought it was cool because at first I'm like, okay, they're going to have, you have to have the older crew on there to help get the younger people, like the new talent over, you know? But when you're beating the new talent weekly, that's a problem. When you have Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae who have been in NXT for like 50 kajillion years and they are still, okay, granted Candice took her sweet time, 
but they're still winning titles. Their major storylines, Candace, I get because they took a really long time with her because they needed to make her more than Mrs. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano has done everything in NXT at least twice. Why the fuck is he still there? If he doesn't want to go, because I know his excuse is he doesn't want to travel like WWE, like the main roster, then you need then you need to either in your contact in your contract with NXT and go back to the indies and do it your way, or you need to go backstage and do something. You need to be a producer, a road agent, something. Why are you still taking slots from the people who we want to see? Now, Mercedes Martinez. Y'all know I love that woman. She is part of my wife harem. Scares the <laughs> shit out of me. I'm naturally attracted to her. <laughs> I was mad when she was released. And, you know, you get like that when your favorites get released. You know? There's MSK. They're finally on my TV then. But everyone gets mad when their favorites get released, right? We get pissed. And... The more I was thinking about it when, you know, Tiff was saying something, it was either Tiff or one of you guys, Tiff, Nicole, and Janae, and you guys were like, you know, what they're doing is they're getting talent and they're not doing anything with it. And that kind of hit was true because think about it. When Mercedes showed up in NXT, she was in AEW the week before. And then she popped up on NXT and people were like, whoa, shit. And they did nothing with her. And then you guys were saying this, like they're assigning talent and they're just keeping them. And then they have people who aren't even, they're signed, but they haven't done jack shit. And I, I hate to say this, where the fuck is the rock's daughter at? Hmm. What is she doing? And I know I'm not trying to say she's protected because of who her daddy is. I will never say that. I said that about Charlotte a couple times, but I'm trying to be nice her. But where the fuck is she? And she's been in NXT for how long? Um, well, to play devil's advocate for that, she just started back up. I want to say like two months ago, three months ago, because she got injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had to get surgery. Yeah, she had to get surgery. But also, I think she's doing what they should do is build people. If I'm okay with people staying in the PC for a couple years, if there's someone that's literally being built from the ground up. Right. She's being built from the ground up. So I'm okay with her being in a PC chilling. But I'm saying, like, you getting these people off the indies just to sit in the PC. Like that's like that's a completely different thing. But if you have someone who like who hasn't like wrestled before, or like you have like a Bianca or like Oh, what's this guy who's in the breakout tournament? I like him. No, he he was on the Indies. Um, also, when I see him, I'll know who he is. Who was one of the guys that got released? Um, not Bronson. Bronson Reed was like, "Why the fuck did you release him?" And then uh, Ruff. Yeah, they. Yeah, I was. I'm so shocked by it. I wasn't shocked about Conneries. To be completely honest, they could have let him go a couple cycles ago. Cause he was just there, just to be there. It's like, what was y'all? What did? What are y'all doing with him? I don't even know who that is. Exactly. Exactly. When I, when I was at NXT, he like came out to try to get heat, talking shit to us. And when I said nobody cared, he was talking like 
down to his bed and nobody reacting. That's how much nobody cared about him. Damn. You didn't even get go home. Nope. Nobody cared. Well, Jay, you're up. I don't know what to say because everybody said it. Well, girl, just piggyback off of it and, and be quick, and then we can end the show. <laughs> we can end the show if they just said everything. Yeah. Okay. So, like, here's the thing. In the beginning, I understood why they were, in a sense, they were signing the team because they had this this plan of like having all these like NXT things around the world, and Tiff will probably expand more on it. So I understood why they were doing that. They were going to send people out and rotate them around. Um, different uh, areas so you would see new fresh faces on NXT in the United States because it'll be a rotation like Tiff was saying you would see a sort of rotation and then once like we got into the beginning of COVID you know they kind of the talk stopped and all that that whole plan died down but they continued to sign wrestlers and I've always said that is one of the biggest issues one of the issues that I have with NXT is that they're constantly signing all these wrestlers. They have so many people down at the PC, and then you have so many people that are on NXT. And the other issue with that is if you are constantly using the same people, like the Garganas, um, the Lorette, Candice LeRae, the Champas, um, like all these other stars that you see on TV constantly been there for years, of course, like it's, it's gonna get still. Like I said a couple of days ago, NXT forgot where they came from in a sense. NXT was supposed to build stars so when you would go to the main roster and your music would hit, they would know who you are and they would be cheering for you because you are a star that was built for the main roster. You were going to be developed in NXT so when you got there, they knew who you were and they were cheering for you. But now it seems like NXT was building stars for NXT where they come out to their cheers on NXT, but the minute they get to the main roster, it's crickets for some of them. And I don't think it should be that way. Anyone who steps in front of in the main roster should have some sort of reaction. Karrion Cross didn't get that. He was the champion. Something, something's wrong with that. So I just, I think, I think a change is needed, like a full on 360 change from what's going on backstage. Um, how they build their stars. I think they need to stop signing all these indie people. Like you have a bunch of people that have never wrestled before that are sitting at your PC. Let them be homegrown. I also feel like if you do grab someone from the indies, um, I don't think they need to go to the PC. If you need them to take a class on certain things, but to have them sit in the PC for a year or so or whatever, and then debut them, debut them. I'm just like why like I truly believe like you pull someone from the indies and they're kind of like a really big indie star or something like that tout them as that tout them as this huge indie this huge wrestler that, that's been on the indie scene don't have them sitting in the pc and then when they come out you make it seem like they just came from the pc and, and nobody knows who this person is we don't know who this guy is we just know that wwe signed them they're from the pc so it's just, it's a lot of things that need to change. I also believe that the venue needs to be changed. Um, this whole dark street, gritty aesthetic, I I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. It's just so dark. It, it hurts the eyeballs. Uh, I know they're working on a logo, which is fine. 
but I do think they need an overhaul and I'm hoping this overhaul that they do is going to focus on building talent so when they get to the main roster they don't flounder and they don't know what to do like let's take Rhea Ripley for example she got to the main roster and that girl was flopping like a fish and you would think when she was on NXT and you see her confidence and you see how she the way she moved that that would carry over to Raw but it's like the minute she got there the big lights and everybody in the crowd which you know being anxious and being nervous is expected but they need to have prepared more to where they didn't show so much in the ring so yeah again I'm happy that ooh, that's, a, that's a big boy I'm happy that <laughs> did it, wait a minute did he confuse Odyssey Jones with Keith Lee Yes, he did. And this is exactly who I was talking about. (laughs) Who the fuck is this guy? He played football. No, he's so good. And I love him. Jones is great. I love him so much. And he's real hype. He got so much energy. I know. He's so, oh, I love him so much. If we get Odyssey Jones versus Carmelo Hayes, I ain't even mad at that. I think that's that's what it should be. Oh, I love him. Look at him. He's so happy to be there. But yeah, so it's like there there is an overhaul that needs to happen. And I think Triple H and all of them actually forgot, you know, like Nicole was saying, like they were trying to go for the views. And a lot of people would say, like, when NXT before NXT got to the USA Network, that's when it was in its best. That's when it was really, really good. And I think if they just would kept with that format and just kept going with the way it was, I think views-wise, they would have been a lot higher because right now, you know, they're sitting at like 500,000. And normally they would be, you know, six to seven when it was like really good in the very beginning when they first got to, you know, the USA Network. They were sitting at like 900. They are like bleeding viewers because they're, they're nothing, it's not clicking. It's not clicking. NXT is supposed to like. I need to be seeing the uh, Odyssey Jones, the Carmelo Hayes, the Trey Baxters, and all these other people. I don't need to see Gargano every night. I don't need to see Champa every night. I don't need to see. I'm gonna say I don't like. I like Undisputed Era, but like they don't need to be there all the time. I don't need to see the same stars that's been there for three, two to three years, just you know, roaming around at the top of the card. Like I don't need to see that. It needs to be a revolving door. Oh, he just threw that motherfucker. Sorry, Janae. No, you're good. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. Well, I'm not going to make it long. We're going to keep it short and sweet. NXT had a plan, and they deviated from it. The simplest explanation is NXT was supposed to go global. They deviated from that once they got the deal with USA Network and Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Road Dogg, and whoever else is down there decided that it was best to keep the ratings up for the show, keep their stars, and focus on building NXT as a third brand rather than keeping it developmental and moving forward with the plans of the uh, global front of NXT. Now, on the surface, it sounds like they just want to eat up all the indies, right? Well, that, that's not necessarily true if they were going to be doing what they were setting up. Essentially, they were setting up a network. This network would pull in superstars. These superstars would rotate between the NXTs. Now, 
that would happen through tryouts, through hand picks and whatnot. But that doesn't mean that they would be buying up these smaller indies and, and destroying the indie scene. They were creating their own indie scene, which is better than them eating up all of the talent from the indies, right? Once they get enough talent to rotate out, they wouldn't have to do that. They would only have to reach into the indies if necessary to replenish what they've lost in their network, which to me was a better way and a more efficient way of maintaining the indie scene as well as keeping WWE with an influx of talent. When they got the deal to move NXT into a brand of its own and USA Network wanted the third show, that's when everything went to shit, not to mention COVID happened. COVID truly halted the network. That's what killed it. Then Triple H didn't bring it back up or try to maintain it in any way. He would slowly trickle down certain superstars to the main roster. Bianca got sent up and she was never champion on NXT. And to Nicole's credit, that was a big mistake of theirs. They could have had a really good run with Bianca as champion and still drop the title to Rhea Ripley and move forward from there. But they chose the latter. They chose to keep it on Shane and Baszler. Give me one second. Okay. Yo, Odyssey just took a gnarly ass kick to the face. I saw that. That man's mouth is bleeding. No, because I remember that when Blizzard was saying about how NXT was like, what they they said people were really afraid that NXT was going to come and wreck like all the indie promotions. Like they were just stealing them. It's the same thing the WWE did back in the 80s when yeah. Vince like, fucked the territories. Like, I can, but the, the one but the one thing I will dispute is that people didn't they don't and they still didn't they didn't and they still don't have enough faith the indies as a whole as it is as a product right now mm-hmm. there is so much going on and there is so much good wrestling and great sustain sustainable co- companies that the indies will be fine the indies actually right now are in the middle of another resurgence there's just True. so much good going on period um yay odyssey one um so i always knew the indies were going to be fine i was just concerned about the structure of nxt as a whole so when you you look at how they were trying to make this structure and create this indie scene within their massive company it makes sense. And it was a smart thing to do. It wouldn't eat up the indie scene. And as Nicole said, it would keep them in their in their space to do what they want. And WWE could offer them contracts and they have the option to turn it down or not. And they would still have superstars in their network to utilize. Now, because all of that was halted and this situation led up to where we are now, that is when Vince and Bruce and John being included because he's a part of talent relations. That's when it's really started to look at things. You're looking at the stars that they have that have come from NXT. When you really look back, most of them are gone. Yeah. They're not there. EC3 isn't there. Um, um, Lars Sullivan, gone. Um, you had... Um, 
uh Otis and Tucker were split and that's that's on the main roster's fault Tucker is gone um most of the stars AOP was a big thing in NXT they're gone Ascension is gone Tyler Breeze Fandango gone all these people that were main that were stars in NXT and got to the main roster and were at least able to you know build a name for themselves on their own they're all gone they're not there or they didn't even get out the blocks like Lars Sullivan didn't they're all gone and that that goes to the credit of where they were where they started how they were built and that that starts you have to start paying attention when things are not right if Monday Night Raw dropped to 500 400 views views that would cause more problems within the company itself than anything that they have done. There would be a lot of changes. Like Bruce Pritchard probably would be fired. Okay. He would have been fired. So they have to do this. And this is not me taking up for them. This is so you can understand what is happening here. Eventually, USA Network is not going to want to house NXT if they are not bringing in credible numbers. Okay. So you're talking about the fact that this is an entire network and they're housing shows like Keeping Up with the Chrisleys and they have stuff like um, She's a Mom or and She's a Boss and they have, you know, Temptation Island. These shows bring in numbers upwards of the 900s and millions of views per show, whereas NXT's barely hitting 600,000 views. That's not good, especially when you have a show like Impact that's still steady at 500,000 views and you're doing their numbers and you're supposed to be a bigger brand. There's something wrong here. So Vince and Bruce and John went to the PC to look and see how they were training and what they were doing. And then they went to NXT to see what they were doing there. Once they figured out what was going on, they did a complete assessment. And then that's when they decided that NXT needed to be gutted and revamped. And that is where these cuts came from. Yes, it's unfortunate, but a lot of you were very confused about Bronson Reed. And I'm gonna tell you what happened. So instead of just cutting all these people, what they did was they was like, okay, you put the belt on Bronson Reed. So let's see what he got. We're going to put him in some dark matches on main event and before and after SmackDown and Raw. And we'll see what he can do. The reason why Karrion is on TV is because obviously Karrion passed the test, whereas Bronson Reed did it. Now, we don't know specifically what he did wrong or what they didn't like or care for, but it just appears that Bronson didn't fit the bill or he was not up to par when it came to him performing on either show. And that's on their own assessment. We might disagree fine but we're just going by what we saw okay so that's why some of these people got cut and you're going to see more cuts because those very same people there are still people going on dark and auditioning we still saw indy hartwell a few weeks ago we saw um zaya lee ali has been the one that they've all been going up against and we saw all these people wrestling on the show so there's a lot going on when it comes to how they're deciding who's getting cut their decision process and then why certain people are getting cut and i can understand the overhaul of the show and taking out some people 
And I agree with Nicole. When you start looking at who was there, and Janae said it as well, undisputed errors shouldn't have been there as long as they were. When they won that last war games match, they should have been sent up to the main roster as a team. They should have been up on the main roster. That way, this shit that's happening right now on NXT would be playing out on Raw or SmackDown. You wouldn't have to have a segment with fucking Reggie flipping off a goddamn roadie boxes and, and flipping into rings and shit. You wouldn't have to have that because you would have the breakdown of Undisputed Era and you would have the battle between Cole and O'Reilly on your show. So they could have been brought up, as could have Io Shirai and the rest of the brood and Johnny Gargano. He is a main culprit of why probably all this shit is happening. He should not still be there. He should be gone. When he lost to Adam Cole, he should have been brought up, period. If you don't want to be on the flagship, then you have to be let go. I am not in the business of housing you so you can be comfortable here while I can't build other talent. You're not helping. Because all we see is you as champion. So you either put your big boy draws on and move up to the main roster. Your wife can go with you. They usually send you up as a pair. Look at Bianca and Montez. If that's the case, fine. Send them up together. Let them wrestle on the main roster. Put them on SmackDown. That's a better place for Gargano to be. But to just have him in the division, it's stifling. The only thing that I know about NXT that actually flourishes is the women's division because they move that better. They showcase the women better. That's a better slot for a woman to be in. So I can understand why Ember went back to NXT. But at the same time, you don't stifle talent. And I don't believe Ember has. Ember linked up with Shotzi. That helped boost Shotzi. Shotzi got a belt out of it. Because I don't think they would have ever put the title on Shotzi either. To be honest with you. So all of the girls have said their piece about it. The reality is NXT was not living up to the potential that it was set to do. They were meant to be developmental. And once they deviated away from that to become a third brand, that is where a lot of the problems came into play. Now, the idea of this overhaul is for them to go back to that, but still be televised on television. They want to be an indie brand and they want them to act as such. And they want to build stars, which is fine. They can do that. They just have to work at putting it back to where it was. And hopefully they will do that. Yeah. And that's hopefully. it. Anybody else got anything else to say? Damn, uh, Big Maverick about to get squashed. Yeah, well, that's normal. <laughs> I I, I I I want I just don't want to hear how eight like you know the AW fanboys are gonna be listening and they're like hi we told you NXT was gonna no this has nothing to do with you this was that this was sabotage from inside out so y'all can sit the fuck down and eat your food oh he got knocked the fuck out yeah my thing is I think again 
when people originally watched NXT, they started to realize along the way that it's 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 not the same. My only thing is because I wasn't uh, I wasn't there. I wasn't there for the Curtis Axel error. I just kind of like went back and looked. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see are they going to go back to pre NXT like right when they weren't on the USA Network in a certain area? Are they going to go back to the very beginning where you know? I'm just curious to see where they where they take it. I do know there's going to be more cuts involved, so I mean that's never a good COVID. There is a panini going on, and he's blowing stuff in his face. A Delta variant. Uh, so there's a Panda Express going on still. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out. No, don't say Panda Express. That's making my stomach turn. Sorry. There's a, a panorama still going on. Yeah, there's so I'm just curious to see like when they go back to um, the developmental stage, are we going to see more of these homegrown people um, on TV and see if maybe that's something that will bring the viewers back <sighs> to NXT because the low 600 to the 500,000 is kind of where they're staying at. And that's not good when you're losing, you know, 400,000 400, views. He lost 400,000 views. And I will admit, some of them actually did go to AEW because AEW was sitting steady at about 1.1, 1.2 million. You got to do something. Because from what I've heard, Fox and the USA Network, they were not happy about some of the cuts that they did. They didn't understand why those cuts, they did some of those cuts, which kind of makes me believe that if they're not happy about it and they don't understand why those cuts and they were surprised by some of the cuts that they're they probably were not clued in all the way about they probably knew that they were gonna be cut, but they didn't know exactly who was going to be cut. Where's so, all Zylea? She haven't been on TV since she um fought Raquel. I do know, well, remember that match she got her ribs flattened? They said she was okay after that. It might just have her on like a. I know she had a dark match. On SmackDown, yeah. Yeah. And that's like another thing. And that's like them doing so much. What is this, John Cena? Oh my God. Um, and <laughs> I think this is. He was already in Detroit. I missed that. I'm so mad I missed that. Um, anyways. <sighs> Ooh, sorry. Um, I think it's just they're just missing the mark and just so many different places. And I do under like apparently like some of like at the other networks are like surprised that certain people got let go. But when you're mm -hmm. at the point where they need to restructure as much as they did, they're probably you know what, like it's just like just have these people go now. And with them also doing the tests, because them debuting on doing those dark matches, like they're just fun. They're testing them. Mm -hmm. They're testing to see how they can work a crowd like that. How they like how they're able to maneuver. Um, what type of reaction they got? And I hate to say it, but Bronson Reed probably failed. Mm -hmm. And they were probably were like, you know what? now 
because I don't think he was prepared for the main roster. I think if they prepared them for the main roster, he probably would have went out there and did what he had to do. But they're so used to how NXT works because in NXT, you know things are going to happen two months in advance. You get to the main roster, you may not know what happened until you get there. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of them fail is because they're not prepared. And I don't think they brought some Reed was prepared for the main roster. So they was like, you got to go. But I think he's going to be the one that's going to end up coming back somewhere down the line. Well, given the fact that it was dark matches and not on TV, um, his was just like a trial. You know, you just go out there and do your thing. Let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is when they do those, the arena is probably the size of maybe double the size of what they see at NXT because by that time, either people haven't got there or if it's after the show, a lot of people have left to beat the traffic to get home because it's late. It's unfortunate. A lot of superstars are getting caught in the crossfire, but this is on um, Triple H's head. Like he, he was focused on trying to maintain the show and you're not maintaining the show. You're not. You there's nowhere for anyone to go. Y'all don't have drafts. So you padding NXT's roster and keeping guys like Gargano and Cole there, and pretty much all of Undisputed Era did nothing for NXT. It didn't boost your ratings. It didn't give you anything. You got some great matches out of it, sure enough, but it didn't do what you thought it was doing. And although I know we say it all the time, you know, ratings matter, but to a certain extent, to the network, it matters greatly because that's how they make their money. That's how advertisers gauge if they're going to advertise on your show or not. Mm-hmm. And to the AEW fans' credit, they're right when they say ratings matter to a certain extent. Like one of the things I feel like they should have done is they should have took off the 205 brand and then made that, oh no, and made that into something else to where you can start putting some of these homegrown talents on that show because on 205 Live, it's usually the same people wrestling all the time. You know what I mean? It's like, so you have means to like make certain things work, but you didn't. So now look at the repercussions. You got to let all these people go, which it sucks that, you know, that they're getting fired, but at least they're not just sitting in the back not doing anything, wondering when's their when their time's gonna be and they could be tearing it up on the indies or potentially going to New Japan, ROH, NWA, AEW, Impact, or something like that, where they probably I'm I'm gonna say they will probably get used a lot more than what they've been on NXT. Can I can I just say something like one last thing? Because I'm just watching NXT and Nicole, don't be mad at me for saying this, okay? That's okay. Okay. They gotta do something with Scarlet too, because I'm I'm getting tired of her. Oh no, I I 100 agree. Uh, you know they, her and Crossman. I have a feeling they're gonna stay in NXT for a while because they go up on that main roster. They're gonna get lost in the shuffle. And I know I said you know females being um, you know managers are a lost start, but. Sorry, but she's just been putting on cat suit after cat suit after cat suit. <laughs> and she's done nothing. And I'm like, where's this Charlotte from Impact that I that I want to see? 
where she's fighting dudes and you know being a total bitch and like fighting girls and stuff and calling people fives i am so upset that and this is no shade to la knight or eli drake they let him transfer literally his entire fucking gimmick from nwa and impact like literally all he did was just move change his name he's the same exact character literally he is he is same fucking character mm-hmm. i'm like why couldn't scarlet come over and call people it was hilarious and it was even more hilarious because she was like telling this to people like beautiful like alicia i can't what's her last a cooch a cult whatever the fucker name is that interview girl I don't want to call her interview girl. She's actually very, very good at her job. Um, she has a lot of good um, interviews if you guys go on her YouTube channel. But anyways, like, it would be funny because her, she was like, she was like the one person who was always stuck interviewing Scarlett. And it was just always so funny because she would just call her, she was just like, whatever. And she's like, you're just a five. And then she kind of started warming up to her a bit. And she was like, you know what? Today you're a seven. (laughs) (laughs) She'd be like, what the fuck did you say to me? And it would be hilarious. And she was just funny. Like, it was like, she did what Maria thought she's given. Like, she's giving what Maria thought she's, she's giving. Right. It's the fact that she's super sexy and very overtly sexual and it's not nothing in a negative way, but it's entertaining and it's, and it's not cheap, funnily enough. Like it's, just, it's funny because it's like, what is she doing? And it's like, you're like looking at her. It's like, girl, you're in a ball gown in these heels. What are you doing walking down? It's just funny. Because like her and Cross never, I know we're kind of getting off subject, but it's like, her and Cross never really like an impact at all came out. She was doing his her thing. He was doing his thing. And yeah. it's like all of a sudden they're like just kind of sequestered her. Because like she was the smoke show. She had nothing to do with like anything gothic or whatever this whole thing that they're doing. You know, she had no part of that. But it's like they, they didn't even give her a chance to be on her own. And they're just like put her in skin, skin tight cat suits. And have her, you know, do all this creepy shit, even though that's not really her brand. Her brand is she's like that bitch. That was her brand. I don't mind the cat suits and stuff. I, I just wanted to wrestle. So the, the the parent story, I don't know if it's changed, but the parent story that they were gonna go for is so Cross is going to the main roster. That's like a hundred percent. That's where he's going. He's gonna drop the time. He's going to the main roster, which is he's gonna be on the raw. So the parent story is. The reason why he lost to Jeff Hardy was they were going to have him basically lose his matches and then have Scarlett show up and be like, she's the reason why Cross is now going to turn into, I guess, the Cross that we see on NXT, the guy that just, like, destroys everybody. So she's going to be the catalyst to where, like, for some reason, because she wasn't there, that's the reason why he was acting the way that he was acting and he couldn't win a match. Obviously, that's changed because he beat Jeff Hardy and Scarlett uh, wasn't there. Scarlett did have a, a match tryout as well. I forgot who she went up against, but she did have a match tryout. 
Um, so I do think they are bringing Scarlett up to the main roster. My thing is, if they're going to pair Cross and Scarlett together, fine, you can do that. But I still want her to have her own thing. I don't like, think you they're can, bringing you them up together. You can like you can use her. Well, that's what the original story was, though. Cross was going to lose, and bringing Scarlett up to Raw was going to help Cross go back to the way he was. I'm so aware of that. I just think they're yeah. deviating from that plan, and I don't think I think that was the original plan, but I think they're deviating from that plan, and they're going back to the other plan they had, which was to split Car- Scarlett and Cross, yeah. and let Scarlett be her own character, Cross be his. I think that's the way they're gonna go. But I think they didn't they need to do something with her. So she's probably gonna go on raw anyways because they're obviously a couple. They're gonna be traveling now. They keep couples together. Um, I wanna see her wrestle. Um, I've never seen I've seen like clips and stuff like on impact of what she's done. So I'm just like, use her. She doesn't need to be a valet. Or Real talk, like, if you could have even Marie there and Shane doing shit, and Scarlett will be just fine. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, you can use her. So, again, we'll see. But, yeah, time will tell to see what happens to NXT. Um, and if this plan that they're going with, with this whole revamp still isn't working, then it's going to be back to the drawing board. I think the revamp will get it together. I'm not even trying to figure it out because it ain't really none of my business. I was just trying to really give some clarity to people who just didn't understand why people were getting cut and why shit was seemed like everything was going to shit. And um, just to um, piggyback off of what Sean Ross Sapp said, and he's like, for everybody who keeps saying that, you know, it's a business and they have to do business, like, please have a better intelligent conversation. The conversation is still intelligent if someone says that this is a business and this is what they do. I just further explained it. So despite the fact that um, Shara Sap doesn't want to hear it, the reality is it is bottom line, the layman's terms they weren't going to be, they were losing business at the rate they were going. So they had to make a shift and that include cutting people. Simplest explanation. Hopefully these shifts work out in their favor and nobody else has to be cut. Although we are aware that some more people are going to be cut. And I agree with Nicole when she says that there are people there who haven't been on TV in years and they're just sitting there. They need to be either used or gotten rid of. She's right. You can't hold them there forever. And a lot of you can't hold WWE's feet to the fire because they no longer want to hoard talent. It doesn't make sense for them to pay them and they're not working. Just like if you work at McDonald's and you sit in the back eating fucking fish sandwiches, they're not going to keep paying you. They're going to sing your ass home. They're not going to fucking pay you to eat. They're going to send you home. You're in the back on in NXT main roster and you're just eating catering. You know you're getting paid to eat catering. You're getting compensated to stand in the back and eat their catering that they're paying for. Just a little food for thought. On that note, we're going to go because we're tired. And... <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. And hopefully the next time we come back and do this, we have a uh, lighter topic. 
to talk about because it's not easy having a conversation about people who got fired and how this played out. This is not easy at all. And some of us really liked a lot of the superstars who were cut, but the reality is, unfortunately, WWE deemed them to be expendable. He does ask me to go to the main roster already. I agree. Now, if you guys want to follow us on social media, you most definitely can. The girls run the Twitter and they're very hilarious and entertaining. In fact, if you want to see some Chelsea Green cuts outs, you should go to the Twitter. I don't run Twitter, guys. I'm right now because the Twitter is where it's always at. Now on Instagram, that usually is where we just post the news and the information. We usually try to get more than one source. And just to be clear, because somebody sent me a DM earlier, I don't use Dave Meltzer or Brian Alvarez as a source because I know that their information is biased and flawed. So just so we're clear, mind your fucking business and watch your mouth when you're talking about me, okay? Now, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and make sure when you guys are talking about our show, you use the hashtag down for the count or hashtag D4TC. On that note, we're going to go. So, bye. He got this wrinkly ass coat on. (laughs) And in closing, just to give you guys a little bit more information. When it came to Mercedes and Jake Atlas and Bobby Fish, um, I'm not quite sure why they got cut, but I would imagine it would have to do with something with Bobby Fish's age and him being injury prone. Bobby Fish has been injured quite a few times since his, you know, tenure in NXT and his just about his entire time in Undisputed Era. He was injured for quite a while. Uh, Mercedes just got over a concussion injury, but for the most part, she was a very solid wrestler. So I wasn't quite sure as to why she was let go and not transitioned into the back as a producer. As far as Jake, I saw him as a solid mid-card wrestler, and I thought that he could have done well possibly with the North American Championship or putting in a tag team with someone and possibly running as a tag team champion at some point. Or being your next Cruiserweight champion. Jake Atlas fit the bill in that regard. And they could have gained a lot of momentum by putting their first LGBTQ plus no man as a champion outside of Darren Young. However, they did not fit the bill of what NXT is supposed to be. With the overhaul of NXT, they are bringing in young, fresh faces into the talent pool. And I would imagine that very soon there are going to be a lot of old heads being cut or released. With all that being said, brace yourselves. It's going to be a wild year. I don't see this coming to fruition until sometime next year where it finally calms down and everything has some sense of normalcy. Unfortunately, a lot of people are probably going to get cut. They're going to be losing their hopes and dreams, as they say, and some people are going to be losing their livelihoods. I've heard that NXT and the PC is on pins and needles, and a lot of people are not in the best of spirits. Morale is low and fear is high because of the way they've been cutting people, as it should be. 
There's no way you're going to be able to inspire morale amongst your employees when you're cutting everyone so rapidly and swiftly. It's very sad. And it's not just business. These are people's lives. But unfortunately for the conglomerate, it is just business. These employees are seen as mere cogs in the wheel. And when one of them doesn't work properly, they simply repair it or replace it. And unfortunately, instead of repairing, they've decided to replace. With all that being said, I hope that this cleared things up for you. I'm going to make this timeline really short because everybody pretty much voiced their grievances on the show and just had had their will with it. But I'm going to make it short and sweet so you understand what happened. When NXT was rebranded to be a brand of its own, that is the downhill of where NXT began to lose its identity. Once Dusty Rhodes passed as well, it also changed the dynamic of what NXT was meant to do. The idea of NXT was to create a developmental league of talent so that they were prepared to go to the main roster. Now, some stars are ready-made, like Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. Other stars have to be built, like Ember Moon and like Nia Jax. And even like the four horsewomen with Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Sasha Banks. It is not always an easy road to being on the main roster and maintaining that place on the main roster. But NXT was supposed to prepare your superstars for that and give them the best idea and the best position in going to the main roster. They were supposed to be ready. Even if they failed, they should have been ready. When that didn't happen and things started to look grim in terms of how the superstars were coming up and who was being sent up, I think the higher-ups started to take a better look, a closer look at NXT. And on top of that, the straw that broke the camel's back was the ratings. For us, I don't believe ratings should matter. As a fan, you're watching what you want to watch, irregardless of how beautiful and amazing it is in ratings. You don't care about that because all you care about is you like the show. For a network executive, it's a different story. They care about the ratings because ratings lets them know that they are doing something right, number one, that people are watching, and number two, advertisers are going to be interested. At the end of the day, for advertisers and the company who is producing the show, ratings means a lot. It means that what you're doing is right. Now, NXT's ratings have been in the toilet for the last couple of months. 500,000 views is never good for any wrestling company, especially one of the biggest and most influential wrestling companies in the world. That was the catalyst that brought the sh- broke the straws back. That was the, 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 the main meat of it all to start the inquiry into NXT. And it all started when Vince McMahon, Bruce Prichard, and, of course, Johnny Laurinaitis all went down to the PC to scout things out. 
and they were starting to do these little trials with superstars like Karrion Cross and of course Bronson Reed. Now, starting with the PC, the PC with the NXT recruits was simple. We want to see what they're doing. We want to see how they're being trained. We want to see how you're preparing them for developmental and possibly for the flagship shows. They saw what they saw and they left. They went to NXT, watched how they were handling Gorilla backstage, watched the show from backstage and they left. And then they started making their assessment. And then they started to look closer into NXT. This is why Triple H was not aware of these cuts or what was happening. Because they didn't want him involved. They knew that he was the one who was padding his show and making sure that he was trying to get the best of the best on the show to keep his show rolling. But he wasn't making sure that when once that was done, that these people were prepared to come to the main roster. And once they started trickling down who they would send and when the people they sent either weren't prepared or were major stars and weren't getting much shine on the show when they were there, that's when things started to change. For Vince McMahon, he wanted to change how NXT prepared the stars. So, they gutted NXT and got rid of the people who didn't perform well on the dark matches and main event. And they got rid of people who were hangers-on backstage. People who were not wrestling. Whether it be dark matches or on television, if you haven't had a wrestling match in like four years, there's no reason for you to be here. And other people who were just minor cogs in the wheel got caught cut too, i.e. Leon Ruff. So that is basically what happened in NXT, the short version. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. We really wanted to make sure we got this piece out for everyone so that you had a clear understanding of what's happening in NXT and what's to come. There's more information in the show if you watched it. I mean, if you listened to it from beginning to end. And if you did, I appreciate you and I love you. Please follow us on our Twitter accounts at DownForTheCount19. Also follow us on our Instagram at D4TC underscore podcast. We got some fun episodes coming from Down for the Count. Our new show called Rose Sessions, The Trials. Each person that we are not feeling at the moment is getting roasted. And it's all in good fun, but there's some hidden truths in there, and I hope you guys enjoy it. That will be out Friday. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. And to all the wrestlers who were released, I just want to let you know from Down for the Count and from me personally... WWE is not the end-all be-all of your career or your life. It just means that right now, this is the stop. So what are you going to do? Are you going to wallow in shame, in heartache, and in pain? Or are you going to have your moment to kick and scream, cry, and be upset? Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and prove you're worthy. And make them crawl, crawl back onto you, begging on their knees. I think I would choose the latter if I were you. To all of you who were cut, I hope that you guys keep it going. Tear some shit up on the indies. And if you can find another place to go like AEW or MLW or NWA Power or GCW or Ring of Honor, 
I'll be glad to watch you, support you, and do my commentary as usual. As always, I am your girl, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Janae, Alexis, and Nicole, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time.